They were high school sweethearts that got married and had two kids. It's the Brunigs. In the swamp of DC, they tweet all day, but that's okay. They're the Brunigs. She is a journalist. He is a wonk. Wonk, wonk, wonk. They talk about the news or whatever they want. In the fight for justice, they're on your side. You can't deny it's the Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our low-effort, low-quality podcast. This is Liz Brunig. This is my husband, Matt. Hi, everyone. Uh, Matt's going to struggle through uh, this episode with his uh, ongoing ailment. We call it the long cough. Mm -hmm. Uh, About once a season, Matt gets a horrible chest malady that reminds me of some kind of 18th century plague, and he's sick for about eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. The doctors don't know what to do about it. Yeah, it's a mystery of modern medicine, uh, the long cough. Uh, and I because you might think, yeah, because and and Liz has thought this as well, you know, she's like, oh, Matt just doesn't go into the doctor, and you know, so it could get wiped out, and so on. And I try to tell her, now I've been to the doctor, and there's nothing they can do for me. Yep. And she just like rolls her eyes or whatever. So this time I was like, all right, let's do it. Yep. Let's do all the shit. I got a chest X-ray. I got the whole yep nine yards, and they're like, nothing we can do about it, buddy. That's it. They don't even give me anything. Nothing. It's a mystery what's going on. Uh, nobody knows. If you are a researcher or maybe you're interested in exotic monkey diseases. It's uh, sort of obviously like upper respiratory virus that linger. You know, I mean. No one is, no one else in the family gets it. <coughs> I don't ever get it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Matt has the long cough. And uh, in some studios, they have what's called a cough button, which is a little thing on your mic box where you push it and hold it down and it cuts your mic uh, so you can cough or something. We don't have that. It's part of our low quality. Oh, uh, that's clever. I could probably rig something up. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I bet. You know, you're very, uh, you're very resourceful. Here, let me try something. You keep talking. I'm going to try something. Uh, And and so, you know, we were going to make an effort to keep the coughing out of it. Uh, But if you hear it, that's that's what's happening. Matt is, uh, is dying. His lungs are filling with fluid. Uh, but we're still podcasting, and it's fierce. Uh, so, uh, you know, in in short, uh, we're going to try to uh, to keep the coughs out of it. Um, but if you hear uh, coughing, it, it is what you think it is. Matt is dying. His lungs are filling with fluid, but we're still casting because we got to keep the content coming for you guys. Uh, so, uh, you guys enjoyed Matt's recent solo app. Oh, uh, yeah. You I know, saw judging, that. Judging from the sub- subscriptions, I guess. A uh, uh, big bounce. Uh, thanks for that. I was in uh, New York City, the Big Apple, yeah, baby. Yeah, ho- home of Pace Picante. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. There were, um, let's see, pigeons. Uh, it was rainy. Yeah, there's pigeons here, though, too. Yeah, but, you know, different there. And uh, it was really it was really neat. I mean, New York City is still extremely glamorous to me because I'm very provincial. Uh, so, you know, it just seems to be like scaffolding everywhere. When are you guys going to finish the fucking buildings? I mean, I didn't go this time, but that was always my, like, what the hell? Why is this scaffolding everywhere? There you was know? a lot of that now that you mention it. Like, I what's mean, the uh, deal? These buildings are like a hundred years old. What the hell are you doing? You know, they worried some like stone just going to fall off. Well, he, dude, I mean, you joke about that, but there was this really disturbing essay uh, in in the New York Times, actually, in I think 2014 or thereabouts, or maybe the incident happened in 14. Uh, but like a guy's two-year-old daughter was just sitting on a park bench and a piece of stone masonry fell off of a building. I guess that must be it. That, ha- that's the only explanation. And it, it fell down and killed her. That's the only explanation. And it, I mean, that, so that, you know, it's a, it a fantastic essay. I mean, it's very, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's called Children Don't Always Live. Uh, sorry to drop that on you, uh, but, uh, you know, subscribe to the New York Times, read my takes, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I'll, I'll keep the, uh, the recommendations coming for stuff you can read to hurt your own feelings. I read a lot of stuff that I shouldn't read that just makes me sad and frightened. Yeah. Yeah. And you're into, you know, you're into triggering the, those sort of emotions. Yeah. I don't know why I do that. 
Uh, again, if you're a researcher who understands uh, why people are messed up, feel free to, to jump in the comments. Uh, I enjoyed New York City. Uh, looking forward to uh, to writing. I'm going to try to bring you some great takes. Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, we are going to we're going to cover some ground here in the cast. Uh, so, Matt, uh, something unusual happened tonight. What? Uh, you cared online. Oh, well, you know. You were care mad. A little bit. Uh, and so I figured you might want to discuss uh, what you're care mad about and why you're care mad in the context of a, what, uh, a phenomenon that some people have called Lion Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, I mean, okay, so I didn't even expect to talk about this, but it, it might be interesting. <sighs> okay, so, you know, Joe Biden has a long history of advocating for Social Security cuts. Um, Why does he advocate for social security? We got Is tape. Budget? We got tape. Yeah, it's some sort of, you know, who knows? Uh, what? Why? Why did? Why does anyone do anything? Uh, I guess. You know, but but uh, he believes that it's you know insolvent and. It's hard to get a handle on what Joe believes about anything. Like he just, uh, like I guess you know the be- the most charitable explanation would be to be like Joe just kind of goes with the flow, and at the time, the the serious thing to do. Like if you were reading uh, the, you know, the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post and you were listening to the uh, nonprofit organizations in D.C., um, well, it was budget seriousness meant entitlement reform, which means cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Okay. Right. And even Obama tried to do that. The only reason he failed is because the Republicans wouldn't you know go go with it. Um, and so that would be your best thing. It's just like, you know what? Hey. He he's just a guy that just goes with the flow in whatever's going on in D.C. Or you could say he's the kind of guy who he has uh, he's drawn to this sort of uh, aesthetic of being a hard nosed realist or something. And so if you're that kind of person, you're always looking for shit that is actually kind of unpopular, but that you can kind of be like, this is this is your tough medicine and I'm the serious guy. Sure. You know what I mean? Or fun. I mean, I, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know how politicians come to their views because most of them are not, you know, quote unquote wonks. They're not capable of themselves like making decisions, right? So they have a certain informational diet, and 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 they have certain kind of aesthetics. They have other pressures from money and whatever, and that generates some kind of view, right? <clears throat> at at the end of the tunnel. Um, but anyways, years and years and years of this, we got clips of him on the Senate floor bragging about it, saying he knows it's unpopular. Yeah. We got clips of him on Meet the Press. We got him giving speeches uh, to other organizations. Um, and, you know, this is really harmful for Biden. As he's running this campaign, he's gone the opposite direction yeah. and said, oh, actually, I'm going to expand Social Security. And, you know, he realizes this is a bad bad thing yeah right like it's not gonna work it's bad for his campaign and he's not gonna get any kind of uh backstop in the way that he would have before from you know the very serious people yeah as uh krugman uh you know krugman's term so anyways the bernie campaign has been trying to promote this you know yeah and get this out there and say, look, man, you know, the the primaries are starting to come. Let us understand Biden wants to cut Social Security. Uh, it wants to cut Medicare. Has historically wanted to do that. Who knows? You know, we can debate about how, anything. But, like, <laughs> historically he's been open to doing that. Yeah. Bernie has not, obviously. Um, <coughs> so, okay. So... In in putting this out there, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere along the the line, Politifact decided that they were going to do a fact check on this. Alrighty, and what they decided to fact check was not the you know five six videos and like go oh, does Biden want this or not? Has Biden said this or not? But a quote from uh, the Sanders newsletter, which is written by David Sirota. Mm-hmm. Um, in which they quote him um, quoting from Paul Ryan and saying, you know, now we need to do something about Social Security and Medicare. The only way you could find room, that's the only way you could find room to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely clear from the video, 
Is this satirical? What What is he doing here? But immediately after that point in the video, right, mm-hmm. he then goes on to say, quote, now, I don't know a whole lot of people in the top one-tenth of one percent or the top one percent who are relying on Social Security when they retire, dot, 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 dot. Medicare and Social Security still need adjustments. And anyone who knows anything about the uh, discourse on entitlement reform, such mm-hmm. as it is, right, cutting Social Security and Medicare, knows immediately what he's talking about. Yeah. He's saying, uh, in order to save money on Social Security and Medicare, we should means test it, mm-hmm. meaning that we're going to look at someone's income not (coughs) over the course of their career but in the year that they're receiving social security or their assets maybe i don't know how he wants to do it but we're going to look at their current year income current year assets and we're going to cut people off from social security if those are too high Mm -hmm. um that is means testing that's going to cut social security that we've debated this forever right and he could come out if he wanted to and be like no uh you know that's good actually Actually, I'm being progressive by saying people with high current year income shouldn't receive Social Security. And then we could come back and be like, no, you're not. I mean, now everyone's going to have to submit income and asset forms to the Social Security Administration. That's going to be administratively burdensome. Also, the point of Social Security is to provide some kind of retirement security. Uh, We want a universal program. Once you start getting into the game of being like, well, people whose income and assets are too high shouldn't receive old age pension. Where do you draw the line? Mm -hmm. Now now you just open the door for more and more cuts. And then you could come back... you know, we could have a debate mm-hmm. about is it good to means test Social Security. Instead, they don't want that debate. Right. They want to just be like, nope, we're we don't not going to do it. We don't want to do it. We're actually we're not for Social Security cuts. Right. They're just going to refuse to discuss. Yeah, because they realize they that this it's not a good game to get into. Right. And Politifact carries water for these guys, and. Just, you know, they finished their, uh, oh, here's our ruling. Um, we rate this statement false. Um, during the 2020 campaign, Biden promised to prevent cuts to American retirees. Biden was previously critical of Social Security and Medicare proposals by uh, Mitt Romney in 2020 and 2012. Yeah. You know, you, you read the story, and you get the impression that, Oh, this is completely blown over. Yeah. He hasn't done b- bullshit. You watch video after video after video of him doing this. Not yeah. just this one, which is, you know, one that requires you to be the most sort of, uh, you know, adept in understanding what he's after. Right. Right. What is adjustments yeah. to Medicare and Social Security in order to keep it solvent? Right. That's that's the whole we need to cut it to protect it. And we're going to cut it by means testing, which is specifically References by saying the top 1% don't need Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. And they just completely carry water for this. And what's so frustrating about this is <coughs> twofold, right? We've gone over this before. Okay, so let's see this other chain, okay? So what got me going on Twitter was our old friend Glenn Kessler, who, <coughs> now that you're not at uh, oh, no. the, the post, uh, <laughs> not that I ever held back before. <laughs> no. This dude is a moron. He's just a moron, okay? Mm-hmm. And he he posts the political fact article, and he doesn't he just you know I like click the tweet button with like the pre filled headline and whatever yeah which I mean okay whatever maybe I'm just sharing an article guys yeah. I don't know I wouldn't get pissed at that because whatever he I'm a fact checker they're a fact checker I'm just sharing their piece yeah fine okay then there was a reporter at the New York Times who does not cover this beat. Just says cybersecurity reporter, fine, whatever you know, and she retweets it and is like, Bernie is saying uh, Biden uh, is going to cut wants to cut Social Security. The WAPO's fact checker has determined this is false. Yeah. The Glenn Kessler did not write the piece. The right. piece was at Politifact. She did not click on the piece. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, she didn't click on it. Like normally. So it was like, it's a perfect encapsulation of like, fact checking is this rarefied area of journalism where a small handful of people have convinced everyone else that their opinion columns are the capital T truth as if from capital G God, so much so that you don't even need to understand the argument. Right. You don't need to engage it like with other opinion pieces or even reported pieces. 
you'd look at it and you go, okay. Well, right. They're trying to persuade you. And right. I mean, yeah. You go, okay, that's one perspective. Does this argument make sense? What do other people say? You know, and, and you'd weigh it yourself. For fact checkers, self-contained capital T truth can in it. Yeah. And you could just cite it that way. You couldn't cite another column that way. You couldn't do that. Right? Right. <laughs> a column that's trying to debate, you know, the fine-tuned interpretations of a speech or something. I mean, you'd be wise not to anyway. <laughs> and this example of it is so extreme because the fact checking the fact checking has gotten to such a level that you don't even feel a need to click the link. Right. Let alone understand what anyone's talking about. I don't know. Maybe this person knows a lot about Social Security, Medicare. I don't know. Says they're a cybersecurity reporter, whatever. Yeah. I don't need to have any subject matter knowledge. I don't need to read any other arguments or counter arguments. This is, I don't even need to click the link. Right. And I didn't even click the link. See, see what the argument is. And I cite it as WAPO says this. Yeah. It's not even published at WAPO. This is Glenn sharing a link. Yeah. He didn't even say anything. There was no even narration in his tweet. In his tweet. He yeah. just tweets the headline with the link to another piece. Yeah. And it's just like, what on earth? And then here's the, mo- the part that got me going again, okay? Is if you read the piece, because this is what I figured out with the Mercatus thing. You know, these fact checkers, these PolitiFact fact checkers, and all the rest of them, really, they're just like a lot of journalists, which is sometimes they just pick up a thing themselves. Yeah. Oh, I saw something and I decided to fact check it. Most of the time, probably people go to them. Yeah. Say, hey, a lot of that. can you fact check this? That's what happened in the Mercatus shit. He was pushing out all this bullshit to all these different fact checkers. Right. And... <laughs> Oh, here's a story, and it's all tied together. So then you start thinking, well, who the who the hell pushed this? This, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, is this reporter? <coughs> and you look at it, and you know, just like in the Mergatas one, it's like, well, who's being quoted in this fucking thing, right? That's probably a good uh, right. Uh, that that's usually a, that's dip. a good tell. Only yeah. one person is quoted in this fucking thing, and it's Mark Goldwyn. The, uh, who works at the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Um, that's is, not promising as a title. Yeah. They don't say anything about CRFB. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, and they pitch themselves as we're a nonprofit policy, you know, or nonpartisan policy you know, uh, organization who care about the budget and the deficit or whatever. Yeah. Right? Fundamentally, it's a fucking org that is paid to advocate for Social Security cuts. That's what they do. Yeah. Anyone who's in the game and watches the game like I do, knows that's what they do. Yeah. Well, the the, the title of the organization suggests... No mention of this. Yeah. Well, you know, what what interest might they have? Oh, uh, cutting Social Security is very good. Biden didn't say that. He didn't say that, though. I guess Biden's bad? What interest (laughs) might they have in promoting a candidate who very much does not want to cut Social Security? They just want to tell the truth. I mean, <laughs> insane. No mention of this. Yeah. No mention of this. No mention of what this organization is about. Maybe that might contain. Why is this person saying this? Why? And what's funny is, what do they ask this? What do they quote this guy on? They quote this guy on his interpretation of the video hmm. and whether Biden was being sarcastic. That seems like. Are you a fucking expert in sarcasm? I thought you were a fucking budget expert. You should bill yourself as a sarcasm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be one thing because that other that last part I quoted you, in which he's talking about the top one percent doesn't rely on Social Security; they don't need it, yeah. and we could have adjustments. That's the one where you might ask him, "Does that fit with any narrative of ways of cutting Social Security?" You're in, you know you're in the stream of this, and then he could come back and be like, "Well, people do sometimes advocate for means testing Social Security and uh, by cutting you know benefits to high uh, income people and so on." That's what he could have done. But they quote him on interpreting whether some of Biden's comments were sarcastic. Who is this guy? Now, when you go look this guy up, I've known this guy for a long time online. I usually don't antagonize him because whatever. Uh, You know, I just, I I don't know. We're usually pretty friendly, I guess I should say. Um, 
in part because the organization, although it's extremely well funded, just seems fucking toothless. It doesn't seem to actually achieve anything. Yeah. Um, and everything's gone in the other direction. Um, <coughs> this fruit makes $197,000 a year doing this. This uh, is in public filings in their 990 documents. Can I... Uh, His boss... Can I do this job? Maya, she makes $370,000 a year. Mm-hmm. BPP... Our whole budget is like one twenty. Just his salary alone is bigger than PPP's whole budget. Her salary is like triple PPP's budget. And they're paid to advocate for social security cuts. They seed this story. It seems to me. It appears to me. I don't know, but knowing that journalists generally are pitch stories and seeing them as the only people quoted in the fucking piece, uh-huh. I would bet money. That they went to this journalist and said, can you do a fact check and call this, little, you know, and, and laid it out for them. Right. Okay. Journalist does this. She has no fucking idea. Is she an expert in Medicare? Could she interpret it? You know. Lynn Kessler tweets it out, says nothing about it, but tweets it out. What the fuck does he know? He just shares it. Then New York Times reporter tweets that out and says, WAPO says, and no point in this chain does anyone know yeah. what the fuck's going on, except the underlying org, which has every incentive in the world to fucking mislead on this. Right. And well, exploiting the whole fact check. And then exploiting thing. that. And then you sit there and people are like, oh, well, that's not a fact check. Yeah. Or, 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 or rather, they're like, oh, that's, a, oh. <laughs> you, that's pretty low. It's pretty yeah. embarrassing to... Uh, Argue with a fact checker. Yeah, you can't argue with a fact you checker. Can't argue. That's They're a just fact neutral check. arbiters of the truth. Ryan Grimm actually was tweeting about this and being like, this is fucking, you know, like wrong. And uh-huh. one of Biden's um, staffers was in his mentions saying, Ryan Grimm is not a fact checker. Okay, well, guys, <laughs> like, come on. Like, it, he does not have a license with the relevant uh, board of fact checking in uh, in his jurisdiction. Come on, guys. Um, he did not go to fact checking school. Fact checkers are um, just reporters who report a lot less than most reporters. <laughs> They're just shitty opinion columnists for the most part. And, you know, it's just unbelievable. And so we're in this situation now where what should be, a, what is a very important thing to voters, Social Security, which is something that Bernie has a clear upper hand on because Biden has clearly over over and over again said that he wanted to cut it and is even running away from that. Yeah. And instead, we got to sit here in the discourse and there's no clarity whatsoever on it. If anything, the prevailing, like, if you're the kind of person who just follows, like, the big liberal-leaning papers and stuff, you would be like, oh, the consensus is that's bullshit. When it, it 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 is so clearly not bullshit. Yeah, I could just play the tape right in front of your face, and it's just I just can't believe that that is a you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it's the same thing with the Mercatus stuff, where I'm like, you know, why trust the media? <laughs> you know, I mean, like on some oh, level, like oh, Matt's descending into despair. Well, no, but it's like one of the, the criticisms they always make of of Trump and Bernie to some degree. Is they're kind of like, you know what, the media, you know, take them with a grain of salt. It's not, you know, the reporting is biased there, whatever, you know. And this is seen as, this is, you know, perhaps because they're so negatively polarized by Trump, who is the sort of king of making that claim and makes it in like completely, uh, you know, uh, bogus ways in many, in many cases. There's almost been like a counter movement in the other direction to, 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 you know, that any kind of media critique is essentially uh, Trumpian, uh, proto-fascist, you know, authoritarian, whatever. And he's just sitting here and it's like, but this is what you give us. This is a key, this is a key moment in the campaign is, all right, let's hit on Social Security. Let's talk about it. Let's make Biden answer for his past record. And the media comes in to just completely run interference and be like, uh, Biden didn't say that. Uh, Pinocchio's false. He was being sarcastic. And Come it's on. just like, what the? F-? And I've got we, a body language expert here. And it's like, <coughs> you're supposed to be, in theory, the medium through which people learn the news and learn information that's relevant to them being able to vote. And you fucking failed at it because this org 
which exists to cut Social Security, paid their staff to go tell you to write this bullshit story and you were not smart enough or you were too lazy to actually go figure out what to do about this. And I'll make one last point here. Okay. If you read this fact check, they link to this piece, okay? They link to this piece written by Ben Cohen that says, David Sirota and the Bernie left are now smearing Joe Biden over Social Security. They link to this in the fact check. Uh-huh. Okay, so oh, oh, I love to click links. Unlike some people. <laughs> yes. Let's click the links and read this article. Okay. Okay, you read through it. Ben Cohen is talking about Chink Uger. Uh, uh, Chuck Uyghur. Chuck Uyghur. Um, <laughs> I believe someone wrongly called him. Wasn't his Congress. nephew going off about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that, that called, dude is based. You called him Chunk Uyghur. <laughs> Look what they did to our boy. Um, yeah. Anyways, he goes, in this article, right, you can read the whole thing. He's mad at the Bernie bros, whatever. Yeah. But he goes like this. Technically, uh, Chuck Uyghur isn't wrong on this. Biden is talking about cuts, Mm -hmm. but it completely misses the point. Biden wants to means test Social Security so that the ultra rich don't get money they don't need. Blammo! If this is in line with Paul Ryan's vision for America, then we've completely misunderstood him and his role in rigging the economy for billionaires. Uh They cite this piece in the PolitiFact fact check. They just don't know what they're talking about. This piece says the opposite. Yeah. It says the opposite. And it's linked in your... And they didn't cite, oh, oh, some articles have gotten this wrong. And so they cite it approvingly. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Did you read the article? No. You know what this person did? I'm 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 going to pull the... fucking uh a curtain back for you here and show you show you how the magic trick is made this person decided that they needed something in their piece to talk about why this uh clip from the newsletter was significant yeah because otherwise why the fuck am i fact checking this oh straight comment whatever oh other people are talking about it that's how you know it's significant because other people are talking about it google Google, Google, Google. Oh, I found a fucking article, Link. Doesn't read the goddamn thing. Doesn't read it. Oh, man. Clearly. That's, I mean, am I wrong? Is that not what happened? I mean, uh, piece it together in your mind how it could have been that there was a link to any article about this. Why do you even care? Yeah. And then the article actually counters what you, your interpretation of it. And you don't discuss that at all. Clearly, you didn't read it. Why'd you like it at all? Because you decided to Google for something to make it seem like this is a significant thing that people are talking about, and this was an article that came up. Why are you writing this at all? Because this nonprofit org that pays their people, you know, six figures to do this kind of bullshit seeded it to you. And it's just like, you know, people make mistakes, I guess, whatever, but you got to do better. You got to do better than that. Or, you need to, you know, shut up a little bit <laughs> about people who are like, ah, the media. Yeah. Well, the media. Yeah. You know, the media. <laughs> like, because what other posture can you take? And be like, you know what? <laughs> you know, sort of like uh, watching a kid, uh, you know, a, a four-year-old play soccer or whatever. Like, oh, huh, you know, they kicked it, I guess. You know, they, they did. They did, you know. Trying. Whatever. Yeah, you know, like, don't take it too seriously. That's just, they're having fun, you know. Yeah. That, that, that's the only approach you can take unless you can get something like this which is key this is bernie's whole move obviously yeah at this moment to try to win the primary mm-hmm. and you can't get it or you're malicious glenn kessler is clearly malicious in my view though he didn't he's not even involved in this except he got <laughs> lumped in through this weird well he, he seems thing. to certainly have certain uh political he has certain uh, uh, fixations whose names yeah. are Bernie Sanders, yeah. and he loves to say things that Bernie Sanders says are false, even when they're true. Even when she, I mean, not I mean, just shit like Bernie says millions of people work 
multiple jobs. And then uh, uh, Glenn being like, a five Pinocchios, only three million do. Glenn, what the, what? I mean, I don't want to get off on Glenn, but. No, I understand. I, 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 what I are we doing exactly out here? The arc there. Yeah. Hopefully it clears up and we can get a clean line of discussion here. And you know, the Ben Cohen piece, which is linked in the PolitiFact one, where he goes, yeah, Bernie, you know, Biden is talking about this, but it's good. Means testing Social Security is good because the rich don't need it. Okay, so that's then just... Then let's have the no, argument. Let's just have that argument. Let's have yeah. the argument. Biden doesn't want to have that argument because yeah. he knows he's a fucking loser. You know? <laughs> so... So that's what it takes. Uh, that's what got me. To get Matt Care mad. Uh, you know, hard to blame you. Uh, definitely see the frustration. Uh, you know... I think you're 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 doing your part to try to clear this up uh, as much as you can in the discourse. But there, you know, there's a huge cognitive burden that comes along with being uh, in a democracy. You have to do a lot of work. And I mean, uh, theoretically, the media is there to help. That's you. what the media is for. Um, that's why we have a free press. Right? That's why it's so critical that the it's press like is we free. Don't, we don't all have time to go through all this bullshit. Yeah. Your job I could either get info directly from campaigns, which, you know, who, they oh, could just be lying lie. to me. Or I could just be have, you know, hundreds of hours of free time to like pour through everything to try to come up. Or I could have media people who are rigorous and trusted and, 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 and that you can respect to distill the information and, 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 and help you, you know, shortcut through this because you just don't have time to process all of this. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're supposed to be. And they, they they fail. They fail at it. Yeah. Frequently, too frequently, and in too biased a fashion. Frankly, um, it is it is disturbing. I will say though, if I can, oh. this is somewhat of a side point, but <coughs> if I can give some praise. Oh, whoa! So we got a cheers and jeers section here. We've got some cheers coming. I've been pushing this line for years now, literally years. One of the first pieces I wrote at PPP was that people who say uh, something like public option or maintaining employer-sponsored insurance in any fashion, that that allows you to keep the plan that you're on if you want it, right? Yeah. That that's, that's wrong because your employer can always take it away from you. That's true. Right? I've been saying that for years. Um, I've had uh, Ezra Klein say I'm just being straight-up deceptive by saying that because, you know, Oh, doesn't, you know, everyone, everyone knows, you know, everyone knows uh, that that's, uh, you know, that that's the case, that your employer can end it at any time, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I've always been like, well, if people know that, then why don't you just say it? Right? Yeah. Like, if it's not true that you can keep your plan if you want to, then why do you keep saying that? Right? Why, why, not, why don't put the caveat in? Right. Anyways, in the interview with Joe Biden, the New York Times editorial board I actually pushed him on this and I had to ask him four times to finally admit this. Okay. Which is bold because I've never seen anyone do this before, but they kept pushing them, pushing them. And he's, <coughs> and eventually they asked him, but look, if your employer cancels that plan, then you don't, you don't get it. You don't have the choice to keep on that plan. Right. Yeah. And Joe stumbles in the way he normally does. I won't go into that. Uh, but he says, uh, when I said, you know, if you like your plan, you can keep it. That's assuming I should add the obvious. If your employer doesn't take it away from you, okay? Yeah. And this is a you know answer to a question in an interview is obviously not going to move the race, but it made me feel validated because we finally had someone actually quote add the obvious, which is if you like your plan. You don't get to keep your plan. Right. Unless your employer wants you to. And at least your boss can always yeah. take that shit away from you. And they do. Like 25% of employers change their health plan every year. Right. Not to mention you get fired or change jobs. Like this totally bogus this idea that you have any kind of stability in yeah. your status quo plan. Such that you have some will and you can decide. You're the master of your, of your destiny on your health plan. It's fucking wrong. It's clearly wrong. And their whole case turns on this. The whole case against Medicare for all and keeping the current system and so on is based on this notion of stability in your current plan. And people don't want to lose what they have. 
And that argument is wrong because you have no stability in your current plan. As he says, if your employer doesn't take it away from you, that's the only way you have stability. And by the way, they do. They take it away from you all the time. We had to change plans. Well, we're in the middle of changing plans. Yeah, we're plans. kind of in the middle of that. I don't know yeah. if you, you know, so anyways. So cheers to that because uh, you know. no one has pushed that. No one has pushed that. And in fact, I've been called ridiculous for even trying to, you know, make that an issue. Like, oh, Matt's doing his debate tricks again. No, debater Matt. Debater Matt's doing his tricks. Someone took it seriously and they got someone on the record on it. So I appreciate that. uh, You should, uh, you know, take it as a sign that even though these very frustrating things happen in the discourse, uh, you are having an impact. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in your own in your no, own way, and and you know, I I think I'm having an impact, and I don't know how much you want to go in PPP on all this, but like, you know, a lot of our shit's been adopted by Bernie, uh, Omar, Tleb. Like, I think you should be proud of we're that. A low, and, uh, you know, we're a we're a low budget thing, and we output you know maybe s- seven eight papers a year, uh, but that shit gets picked up. You're punching above your weight, way above. Like I said before, our whole thing tank budget is one third. Of the salary of Maya McGinnis. Who's, who the fuck is that? No one even knows who that is, but she just goes around this city trying to beg people to cut Social Security. That's her whole job. <laughs> we only have a third of her salary for our whole budget. And we got shit in multiple presidential platforms and congressional bills in state house bills introduced in Maryland. Von Stewart's been introducing uh, some of our stuff. Omar, I mean, you know, the list goes on, so... I, you know, not to go off on that, but I, I do think we have an impact. No, I, Even I though think, the haters know. online want to say, uh, if I, I tweet, I tweet too aggressively to have an impact. Like, you no, know, I, scoreboard I, on that one, please. Can we get a score <laughs> check on that one? Check the scoreboard. Just point to the scoreboard. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> don't despair is what I'm saying, uh, you know, because... Uh, you know, even though there are frustrating things that happen, it appears that you are still having uh, an impact. Yeah, yeah, do it again. I'll do it again. Anyways, what's, uh, what's the other subject? You know, the other big story this week, uh, you know, has been titled by some uh, Lion Liz. Yeah, that's a title. I, you know, that's a, a, it's a, media a title. proper noun. Yeah. Um, it's not a... Uh, other people have conferred this uh, title upon this series of events. They call it the Lion Liz Affair. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me, actually. Um, oh. Not the Liz uh, being mentioned here. Uh, instead, it, it's a situation where, uh, so, you know, in the run-up to this recent debate, which is the last debate for the Iowa caucus, um, uh, Bernie Sanders had been attacking uh, Joe Biden on Social Security and so forth because uh, they were, you know, neck and neck for uh, the nomination. Uh, and, uh, you know, just according to the polls and, you know, polls are what they are. It's not a crystal ball, uh, but, uh, you know, they are suggestive. And then in, in the midst of these attacks on Biden, there is this interruption in the news narratives when CNN runs a story saying that several people uh, have informed them that during a 2018 private dinner between Warren and Sanders, Warren alleges Bernie said a woman cannot be president. They didn't put it that way, I, I should add. And I should mention I did discuss this very briefly on the first one, but if they had reported that Warren told someone that Bernie said this, then they might have something. They reported as Bernie said this according to sources. Right. Right? That's a key difference. Well, there were only two people in that meeting. (laughs) Right? Uh, It has to be. The reporting, if it's at all accurate, has to be that... Well, so subsequent subsequent reporting has cleared this up in The Intercept. Um, It was Warren who went around telling people. Okay. Well, then... That has been clarified. Then this needs to be very key, right? Because you can't... I don't know. To me, it seems goofy. Well, let's let's go through it chronologically in case any of these any of our listeners, sure. uh, you know, missed the last app, missed the last app, or or have been out of the loop or whatever. 
but, uh, you know, so CNN runs this story. There's a private meeting between Bernie and Warren in 2018. And now, uh, you know, it, it has come about that four people, um, you know, with knowledge of this conversation report that uh, Bernie said a woman can be president. Mm-hmm. Uh Warren's camp was sort of quiet all day. Uh, they didn't really say anything they about it. They didn't comment for the piece. Uh, and they didn't comment for the piece. So it sort of seemed like they were watching to see how it was going to be received. Um, and it was not received well. Uh, it, people got really mad. It was a very incendiary thing. Um, uh, and, it, and so then they released a statement uh, saying, you know, let's de-escalate. Uh, you know, we don't. Well, the the first statement was the was Warren herself going on the record, um, that yeah he did say it. Yeah. Um, but then going, oh, but um, but that's okay. I want to move on uh, to important issues and so on. <coughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Which, um, you know, is goofy. Um, but uh, and then the way she put it in the in her little statement was she was like. I said that I uh, said a woman could, you know, win the presidency. He disagreed. That's it. Yeah. There's no no one has ever fleshed out anything beyond that. Yeah. So, At least as far as I can tell, maybe you've read more. That's um, it. He disagreed. What? Right. What do you mean he disagreed? What did he say? <laughs> so, you know, because there were only two people involved here, and because Bernie uh, appears less interested in trying to recount verbatim what went down in this conversation a couple of years ago. Um, all that you know we have is this allegation that Bernie doesn't believe a woman can be president. No one has tried to actually reproduce what he said, uh, you know, allegedly verbatim. Um, so all that has happened is sort of efforts at trying to get across maybe like what he meant. Um, and and to me, it's always sounded like the most likely thing that happened, if anything did, was you know they're talking about attacks that. Trump would mount against his opponent in the general. And it sounds like Bernie said, you know, uh, Trump is going to exploit it if he's running against a woman and that might work on the American electorate, which would be nothing different than the millions of pieces that were written after Clinton lost uh, that attributed her loss to American sexism and uh, blamed Trump for exploiting that and voters for for going for it. There were lots of pieces written like that. I posted a few of them. Uh, but that was, after Clinton lost, uh, a woke take, right? That that was clear-eyed. Even before, which I always thought was really funny. Right, but I mean, I mean it, it was a clear-eyed take we discussed at the time, and it was like, look, it is difficult to run as a woman because your opponent will exploit uh, pre-existing sexism in the American electorate, and and the electorate will go for it in, in some cases, and that can really hobble uh, an, a woman's campaign, even if she is objectively the most qualified candidate. You know, that's unfortunate. It sucks. We all hate it. It's not clear, you know, how to respond to that. Um, but 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 that is uh, a point of view that was on the ground. And was at least for a couple of years there not viewed as a sexist take. No, it's it's in fact is the opposite. Where if you want to come in and say I don't think that's true, that is a sexist or at least a sexism denial. Right, right. Sexism, you know, is, is to say oh, so you're saying there's no sexism, um, like that. That it's it's literally the opposite view. Right. That, that to be feminist, you have to be of the mind that women face a, an electoral handicap when running for office. Not because they are worse campaigners or because no, they're no, worse not candidates, but because issue. of how people respond to them. Right. It, um, because of recognition right. of sexism and patriarchy. And to say otherwise would be to, to deny that those things exist. And to deny that those things exist is itself, you know, or at least propping up. Yeah sexism and, and and patriarchy and whatnot right and and if for whatever reason and I, I can guess as soon as this viewpoint was attributed to Sanders everyone it, it suddenly had a retrograde amnesia um, and you know could no longer uh, remember <laughs> what happened in 2016 or the takes that were made about it um, well, and I should say I don't know how it got translated to this level where people are saying, Oh, what we think happened is Bernie made a point about sexism 
about how sexism could operate. Um, Sorry. Um, I don't know where that came from. Why, uh, why did uh, that yeah. become the translation? I have no idea. I'll say this. We don't have a verbatim report on what was said, um, only that the point of it was that Bernie doesn't think a woman could win the presidency. Let me put it this way. There are two ways you can say woman can't be president if you make that statement. One way is to say, uh, uh, you know, let me analogize it to the, the something, a, a debate we have in the Catholic Church a lot. People in the Catholic Church will say women can't be priests. And there are two ways you can mean that. One way is to say factually, if you look at the rules of the church, uh, only bishops can ordain you as a priest and bishops won't ordain women. Therefore, women can't be priests. It is simply a descriptive statement to say right now, if you're a woman, you can't be a priest in the Catholic Church. The other way to say it is women are ontologically and constitutionally incapable of being priests. That even if a bishop ordained you and the church recognized you as a priest and you were taking confessions and giving absolution and administering the sacraments, the sacraments wouldn't be efficacious, yada, 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 and it would all be a sham because deep down you're not really a priest because you're a woman. That is how some people mean it when they make that statement. I think, which it seems incredibly improbable, which is why this whole news cycle, I believe, collapsed so quickly, is that there was some suggestion, some implication happening there that maybe what Sanders meant was a woman simply can't be president. Yeah, w- w- it is w- not women, possible. Women cannot uh, perform the duties of the presidency. Right, women cannot bear the duties of the office. And, uh, right, that sort of thing. I believe be that, that kind of in the kind of ambiguous statement there, Bernie doesn't believe a woman could be president. That's, that's what they're going that's for. That's what the ambiguity meant yeah, to... it's total equivocation. Right, imply. Meant to suggest that Bernie believes that, uh, you know, a woman simply cannot fulfill the duties of the office. Now, as Sanders quickly pointed out, this is freaking ridiculous because he tried to draft Warren to want to run in 15, uh, which, was, which was already on the record, which Warren has acknowledged Sanders wanted her to run in 15. She wouldn't, so he did. Uh, he endorsed Clinton, uh, I mean, and, and campaigned for her. Uh, Bernie obviously doesn't believe, you well, know. It's, it's so absurd that, I mean, I don't even think you'd find, uh, I don't know what, maybe 5% of the, of maybe 1% one percent of the society would even say that yeah i mean it's it's it like republicans like a, do not say that right they're led they would they run nominated nikki haley. sarah palin yeah and they're for sure willing to nominate nikki haley or whatever yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> they have plenty of, of uh, you know s- there are many women senators <laughs> yes. like like i mean what how would he how would he come to the view it's possible for women to be senators but not presidents it's they uh, have that yeah. level of ability but they can't you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they could play in the minor leagues, but not the major it's leagues. It's just, it, like, it, yeah. That would be a crazy, a crazy position. Someone is capable constitutionally of being a senator, but not a president. Yeah. Well, no, right? So you say the only thing he could have said, if he said anything at all, I, I'm not sure he said, I, I'm not sure I believe he said anything even remotely approaching any of this. Right. But if he said anything at all, it would be a position that's something like, you know, it's harder to win an election as a woman. Which which is fair and true. It's not true, actually. Oh. If you look at the data on this, what they find is that women, and in the Democratic um, elections, um, <coughs> I'll I have to double check this, but I may not be constrained to Democratic elections. But what they find is that women actually do just as well as men, maybe even slightly better, in elections head-to-head you know, controlled for all these sorts of things. The reason why there are far less women in office than men is because women are far less likely to run for office. Oh, okay. And so you can go upstream or upstream and try to fix that problem. And people have with organizations that's, that are like called like women should run women be running or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like women be running. Those are the ones that are actually responding to the actual empirical literature or what is it like, uh, uh, Emily's List or Susan B. Anthony or... Uh, like Susan, all, uh, Susan B. Anthony's um, anti-abortion thing. Um, what, uh, whatever, but th- their whole thing yeah. is... <coughs> is uh, 
this. But, but yes, there are let's several. Let's go f- recruit women candidates right. and get them on the ballot. Yeah. Because that is actually the thing that is, is the proximate cause. Uh, this is according to empirical research right. of less women in, in elected office. Not that literally people don't vote for them. You right. know, they don't find that at all. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I think that 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 there was a sense among, you know, kind of politics watchers and certainly among Bernie fans that this story was meant to carry in it a dangerous ambiguity that allowed people without explicitly saying so to interpret it uh, to to mean something very damning about Bernie um, that, you know, if you really bring it, if you bring the allegation out and you make it explicit, it's obviously ridiculous because he's done and said so many things so consistently over time. I mean, I think Gloria Steinem called him an honorary woman at one point mm-hmm. um, that make it seem silly uh, that then what happened with this news cycle was people got really mad uh, and it just really, really really seemed to piss off Bernie's base. Uh, And and so now it's kind of become this thing that I think both of them, Warren and Sanders, are trying to move on from. Uh, And lots of of Warren fans ended up writing pieces that are like, you know, this doesn't reflect well on either of them. Best just forget about it and move on. Um, And I mean, someone said it almost seems like a trap, like they're trying to tempt bernie fans into being like she's lying because that's a misogynistic thing to say um or some people have suggested it's like a murder suicide pact for her mm. to take herself and sanders no, down i think get, it's much simpler than but that. I, but i also think that it's much simpler than that i don't think that those are necessarily uh convincing theories i think it was just a mistake no i don't think it's a mistake. You know? i think well i think they didn't see how it would play uh, out well okay yeah a mistake in the sense that it was a bad strategy right but the strategy is very clear. Uh, paint my opponent, who I'm running against, as a sexist, which uh, will hurt him because people don't like sexism, especially uh, in the Democratic primary. People, yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's as clear as day. Yeah. Like people, I sort of got people go up to you on Twitter and be like, oh, "Why would she do this? This is crazy. There's no, you know, trying to basically debunk the idea that this was intentional, yeah. or that she had some role in it, or that her campaign like." you know, gave, gave the sign off on it. Cause they're like, this is rid-. And it's like, what do you mean? Are, are you crazy? Well, how hard, how hard is it to understand that someone might think they can get an electoral advantage by painting their opponent as a sexist? Um, that's the sort of like what Democrats do all the time with <laughs> pretty much anyone, um, whether they paint them as racists or, or whatever. Right. Um, that's like, that's a, enormous part of lib discourse and lib rhetorical strategy not just uh, in elections but across the board i mean uh, how many people have been tarred this way strategically uh the working families party when they got backlash for their endorsement said everyone that uh, was backlashing them was doing racism jim crow on them yeah um, I, that. I mean <coughs> I've experienced this myself uh, to some degree where uh, criticizing someone for their policy work uh, is, oh, well, that's a latent uh, uh, bigotry towards woman of color or whatever. I mean, this it's completely cynical as deployed. And these are the kind of people who run politics in the Democratic Party up and down, uh, you know, on every level in the auxiliary nonprofit organizations, in uh, staffing, in consultancies. You've got these people everywhere who have been loaded up with this sort of college discourse strategy and they cynically deploy it all the time. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, they obviously convinced Warren to do this. Why would she be convinced to do this? She's running in fourth place in Iowa. And guess what? If she gets fourth in Iowa, it's it's, hard. It's hard, real hard from there. It's an uphill battle. (laughs) Um, Say, well, why why, why bother with fourth place winner in Iowa? uh, So, I mean, uh, you know, it's not. It's still not clear to me, how, and, and I think this is kind of what's missing for everyone, is you know how this story got to CNN at this particular moment in time. Yeah, one day before the CNN debate, by the right. way. Right. Um, I think that what the campaign, what Warren's campaign, uh, is intimating is, um, uh, you know, it, it it was just you know kind of rogue people who had heard this story and took it to CNN. I don't. I don't really know about that. Um, it, it can't be you know. true. 
how is that sufficient sourcing to publish a story? Well, that's that that's says the question. Bernie said this, and 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 so the Intercept has now reported that Warren, of course, told lots of people about this. Right. So that would have had to and, been that thing that had to work. Right. Is Warren is an off the record source uh, through one mechanism, uh, channel or another, and then they find some people who are willing to go quote unquote on background yeah. uh, to say that uh, oh she told me this. And and then they can essentially piggyback that and say, well, we have Warren off the record, and then we have uh, some uh, people who are uh, uh, on background, and meaning that we can use the story, but we can't attribute it to them, and so that's sufficient to make this claim. That'd be the only way, because otherwise the claim would have to be Warren told um, <coughs> told uh, uh, close allies that Bernie said women can't be president, according to sources. That'd be the only thing you, you could report. Right. Because you, you wouldn't have access to that next level. It, In my mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I mean, an expert on how journalism well, works. You know, I, I have different been organizations have different rules about uh, what level, you know, what degree of distance they need from the original source and, and it's, but what it, kind it's of verification hearsay. they it's need. Total it, it is, you know, and different organizations do have different rules about hearsay. Um, but, you know it does seem like it would have been difficult to get this published without some verification uh, that it had come, you know, initially from her. But again, there's been subsequent reporting and, and frankly, there have been discussions and rumors among reporters um, that say, you know, Warren has talked about this on the trail mm -hmm. um, before now. So, you know, that doesn't but, but really. I read a piece by Rebecca Tracer saying uh, Warren tried to avoid this. Well, you know, it doesn't mean... So, how, it, did, it that, how did that get? How'd that happen? Right. I mean, I, I think that's very hard case to make. But this doesn't mean anything other than that she's been cultivating this for a while. Um, what it would mean if, you know, if it's all true. And again, it's difficult because no one, you know, is copying to anything. Uh, so it's difficult to establish what's really going on. But if she has been cultivating it for a while, that is the case. And if it is true, um, then, you know, the Bernie Warren non-aggression pact uh, was never really... <laughs> Never really existed. Um, that's politics, folks. You know, well, of that's course how it, it didn't is. exist. I mean, that's how it is in this town. The whole, I mean, I saw that piece in Politico that was like, uh, 12 uh, left organizations make a call for unity. Mm -hmm. There's all this shit that people put out there. I think Data for Progress has like tried to go to different publications yeah. and push this line. It's like totally incoherent. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Like, what are you even calling for? What are you calling for? It's a primary. You know, yeah. Someone's gonna win. Someone's gonna lose. What are we doing? Yep. What it doesn't like? What <laughs> if we kumbaya our way into not fucking winning uh, the, the primary and letting Joe Biden win? I mean, I guess like congrats on your unity, yeah. loser. You can't. There can't be. Yeah, you can't have unity all the way to the end, unfortunately. And we're here at the end. Sadly, uh, we don't. They don't do co-presidents in the U.S. Right. Although that would be cool. Um, but it, it, it does now look like both camps have tried to extend olive branches. You know, there was a story that Bernie's camp had looked into whether you could be secretary of treasury and VP at the same time uh, to see if that's something that they could offer Warren. Um, you know, and of course, that story seems like it would have had to have come from inside Sanders world. So that that seems like a significant um, olive branch. But but the funny thing is. Now the you know the tensions between the two supporters, the two bases are uh, are heightened uh, right at this critical moment going into Iowa. So you know it's a good it's a good object lesson and something I've noticed um, and and find kind of entertaining about politics. Uh, this is probably true of all political agents, but Democrats have no idea how voters are going to react to stuff. They have no clue, and they don't seem to learn. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. It's question. amazing that there are people who spend their whole lives and dedicate their entire careers to like studying behavior, focus grouping, reading studies on how voters respond to information. They pay attention to studies on advertising and and persuasion, uh, headlines and narratives, and still they couldn't predict. People are not necessarily going to like this. Yeah, well, well, we don't know how it's played out yet. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, obviously some people in the discourse are not going to like it, but we don't know how it played out yet. But I do think, yeah, it's quite possible that it plays negative. It certainly doesn't seem like it has had an overwhelmingly positive landing 
um, you know, there's been. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had any bowling since since it happened. I mean, some bowling's been released, but it was uh, it was already like in progress and whatever. Right. Um, I mean, you do see one thing that would concern me if I was someone who had planted this story. Uh, and wanted to see it make a big difference for Warren right here at the end is, I would be concerned to see Warren's supporters in the media writing pieces saying, this looks bad on both of them, let's move on. That does not suggest confidence. But you know, folks, we're just going to have to hang in there and see how it turns out. Uh, We'll keep you posted. We're looking out for you. Check back in with us soon and pray that Matt doesn't die of the fluid filling his lungs. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.